Hey, yo, whoa, whoa, insert intro here. <laughs> Alright guys, how is everybody doing this week? Um, I hope everybody has had a wonderful week. Um, I know for us here in Greenville, it has been super duper rainy all week. Not much sunshine, but definitely a lot of humidity and a lot of clouds. And so, definitely ready for this cloudiness to pass. Alright, I think I'll get this, you know, this week's show started with uh, where I left off last week. So, last week I actually had recorded extra to add to the first bit of the podcast, but somehow my audio was lost. I'm not sure if that was a Joanna error, if that was a technology issue, if that was anything else, but nonetheless, I lost about 45 minutes of audio. Um, and in those 45 minutes, I kind of talked about my first couple days as a new transit trainee, and I talked about what it was like on the road. And just to give you a little scoop, my buses can be 30 to 50 feet long, and they weigh about 19.8 tons. Uh, the majority of the buses, I can fit roughly 40 passengers standing, 48 sitting, for a total of 88 passengers. So definitely a lot different than just you know, regular driving. Um, I kind of wanted to share some of the stuff I have kind of <laughs> kind of realized uh, in driving for transit. Um, a few things I've realized is you do have to be a bully on the road. You know, I am a big bus, and sometimes people don't see big purple bus, and that's really scary. I take training. I go through rigorous amounts of training and testing and evaluations to make sure that I am a comparable and confident driver who is, you know, eligible and a good fit for the driver's seat of a bus. Um, but what they don't tell you until you really get behind the wheel is how much people do not care. Um, you know, I grew up, um, my biological mother, her brother was a semi-truck driver. And so I was used to, like, kind of be more courteous to truck drivers and to pay attention. And if I was going to be in their blind spot, I only wanted to be in their blind spot for a few seconds. I felt like I was always cautious. And in the past week, <laughs> I kind of want to share some of my experiences. So to start, like I said, you do have to be a bully. I have to ride my yellow line because sometimes the white line isn't there. <laughs> so it's easier for me. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Sorry, one of the cats just decided to mount my chair and act like it's a, a steel beam or something. What are you doing, dude? Can you, what are you doing? Okay, they've dismounted. I have to, you know, hug my yellow line just to make sure that I stay on the road and I do not go into the ditch. Uh, the majority of the time, buses are going to ride in the right lane just because we're slower and we're heavier and it takes us a little bit longer to accelerate. Um, I've noticed that people will jet around me. I've had people get in turning lanes, in the right turning lane, and try to get in front of me before the lane cuts off. We have procedures for when we're pulling to stops. We have to right turn signal, four-way flashers, and then left turn signal out. Well, I had my left turn signal out, and I checked. I did my intersection checks, and my trainer did my intersection check with me just to make sure. And next thing I knew, I was six inches away from hitting a bumper. Definitely scary. A lot of that stuff can shake you up, but it, it does take some kind of getting, getting used to for sure. But also, 
It takes the ability to be confident in your driving to know that you've done everything you can do. Um, along with the extensive training I go through, there's extensive procedures for if accidents happen. And they're going to do everything that they can do to make sure that this accident wasn't your fault. So definitely have to make sure you're on your P's and Q's. Because I do think there's, I think there's about six cameras on my bus. And I think three to four of those are pointing at me or near me, at least for the inside of the bus. So definitely some things to be mindful of. <laughs> uh, another thing I have learned is that my little 2019 four-door sedan is not a bus. <laughs> and what I mean by that is when you stop in a bus, you have to stop before a stop sign or before the yellow line in an intersection. And if you're stopping behind a vehicle, you need to give at least one car length of space in between you and that vehicle. And ever since I've started driving, um, last week I drove four days in a row, I think. And I think some of those days were two sessions a day. So I was driving for four to six hours a day with breaks in between. By the time I'd get in my car at night, I would still think, I guess my brain was still kind of hardwired to think that I was driving this bus. And so I would stop way behind the white line or way behind a car or way behind a stop sign. And I know that's way safer. Count how many times I can say way in a sentence. I know that's definitely safer to do it that way, <laughs> but it's definitely not what I'm used to. Um, I do notice that my body already adjusted to sitting up higher. So now that I'm in my little car, I have to pump my seat up as high as it'll go to feel like I see everything. Another thing that we do is we stop at all railroad signs, which is actually law for CDL drivers. And you would be amazed how many people do not stop at these railroad crossings. Mind you, this railroad crossing violation, if you do not stop and somebody catches you, it is a $10,000 fine. Not $1,000, not $10, it is a $10,000 fine. I know that my company is very, 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 very adamant about stopping. Even for training purposes, even if I go through four in one stretch of road, they will make me stop. And they'll make me do everything because our luck, we do not want to get pulled over. So that's definitely something adjusting to. Another, it's not, I don't know if it's kind of cool, but to me, it's kind of cool. Um is I get to see a whole lot of campus that I didn't get to see before. You know, with being a school circulating bus or just a bus system in general, you get to know a lot about your area. And I moved to Greenville in January, but I had been here since last August in the dorms. And, um, you know, you just don't get to see a lot of that stuff because you know, you only go to where you know. And because of COVID, everything wasn't happening. Everybody, all the stores weren't <clears throat> open. Not everything was open and ready. And allowing people um, for capacity issues. And so a lot of these places I had never even seen filled to the brim. And now we can see all of it. And it's really exciting to see parts of campus I've never seen before. Because all of my classes were online because of COVID-19. One other thing that we do as drivers is during training, we call out our bridges. Anytime we see a guardrail or a bridge, an overpass, or a yellow and black um, diagonal striped sign, we have to call out what is called a quote-unquote bridge. 
and we have to say, bridge up ahead, no posted weight limit, I'm proceeding with caution. Or if there is a weight limit sign, we say, bridge up ahead, my bus is 19.8 tons, this bus, or this bridge is capable of holding 22 tons, I'm going to proceed with caution. It's the same thing with overpasses, uh, you do overpass up ahead, no posted height, I'm going to proceed with caution. And if there is a height listed, you're going to say, approaching overpass, posted height is 14.8, I am only 10 foot 5, I am going to proceed with caution. And you'll just continue on. Um, to kind of give you an idea of how rigorous this is, next week, or this coming up week, so it'll be the week you guys listen to this, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, <laughs> I have to take a, it's roughly like a three-day process. So I will do a pre-trip inspection of my bus, which takes roughly an hour. And then I would do cone work, which takes an hour, and it's three different maneuvers. Um, and I have to make sure I can nail those. I will, on a different day, I will do a driving portion, which can be three to four hours long. On another day, I will do a verbal test and a written test for 10 codes. Just making sure that I am ready and prepared to be a driver for this company. So, yeah, it's definitely exciting. Uh, my workplace is so nice. I have dealt with a lot of toxic workplaces in my time. I've been a waitress. I've been a manager of a store. I've been a shift lead. I have been crew member. I've been an assistant manager. And so a lot of things in my life, or for jobs at least, have been kind of toxic environments. And so this is the first workplace-related environment that has not been toxic. Everybody is so nice. All of my supervisors are nice. And uh, my supervisor, one of them, she has quotes and memes all over her desk, and she looks at me the other day, and she goes, can you email me your favorite? She was like, you, you seem like you'd have some funny ones. So I emailed her one about a cat, and she loved it and printed it out. It was pretty, it was kind of cool. So enough about my job. Uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about how cool it was to actually be behind the wheel, because for roughly three weeks of my training, I didn't touch, or I touched the bus, but I didn't touch the driver's seat. I did not put that bus in drive. So now that I'm getting into it, it's it's exhausting, uh, but at the same time, it is so rewarding because in the middle of my driving, I'll just remember like, oh my God, I'm driving a bus. I am driving a bus, which makes me feel confident that whenever we move in the next few weeks, I can drive the U-Haul. I will feel confident enough to drive the U-Haul or to, you know, drive the RV later in life, you know. <laughs> Uh, another thing we did last week was our beach trip. Um, Austin and I went to go see his family at the beach. His family has a beach house. And so this is their last year of having it before they sell it. And so we're trying to go down any chance we get. And this time we took Miss Luna, somebody who <laughs> isn't the fondest of water. And we took her and she had so much fun. We had the bottom level of the beach house, which is roughly like two rooms, a bathroom, and the laundry room. So Luna had some space to run around, some space to kind of stretch her legs, kind of throw tennis balls with her, kind of just get her used to everything, because there was two other dogs there. And she can play with the other dogs. She just gets super excited, and it was raining while we were at the beach, and so we stayed downstairs with Luna a lot. And I have videos, I'll have to post them whenever I post the stuff for the episode. 
Um, she had her little swimmy arms, if you know what I mean. It's when the dog just kind of paddles like she's swimming, but it's just I was holding her. And then the next day, we took her back out again, and she ran in a lagoon, which Austin is recording that video, and we're both genuinely shocked because Luna's the type that she will pull herself out of her harness to get away from you and to get away from the water. And I was holding her by her leash, and I was walking in the water, you know, not really with her, but just walking next to the water with her and all of a sudden she starts prancing in and starts playing in the water and starts jumping all over us and I was looking at Luna and I was like what the hell what's going on I was like is she really and so I'll have to post both of those videos because they were definitely funny they were cracking me up for sure kind of thinking about that because when we went kayaking Luna, the only time Luna swam was when I let her out of the kayak and she had to swim back to the dock and she was not happy. She was miserable. <laughs> so there's that stuff that I was trying to include in the podcast last week, um, which actually ended up delaying it because I recorded it whenever we got back and then I just lost it and then we got to edit it and Austin was like, I thought you said the podcast was longer this time. And I was like, it is. He goes, no, it's not. It's actually shorter. And I was like, what are you talking about? So there's all that fun stuff we talked about. Uh, we're definitely excited. Um, by the time you guys will hear this, we'll have actually gone and seen his sister in Raleigh. Um, we're going to go to a farm up there and apparently has really good food. Um, so we're going to go check that out and kind of spend the day in Raleigh. Um, because next week we both have hectic work schedules. This is kind of our last week of normalcy before Friday. Uh, I start my second year of college drumline. And so we have check-in, orientation, all that kind of stuff for drumline. And then the week after is mine and Austin's six-month anniversary, which we're very excited. And then two days after our anniversary, we are moving. So moving smack dab in the middle of band camp a week before classes. Definitely we'll have a bunch going on. So stay tuned for all those updates. So we are definitely excited. So now that I've kind of blabbered about last week, let's go ahead and talk about the quote that I found. I actually found it in my pictures. I was going through my old pictures looking for photos of Luna last week. And I found this quote that sums up, I really feel like, the purpose of this podcast, you know. I had stated in my first episode that this was for me, and I very much so believe that. But this quote just made me think. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Quotes That Make Me Think. So, it says, I just hope my happiness is louder than my trauma. Rudy Francisco, who, if you don't know about this writer, they are all over my Facebook feed. I'm not sure if it is a he or a she, so I will say they. And I always see their stuff popping up on my Facebook, kind of just like, because I follow a lot of, like, inspirational quotes. And so they'll kind of just pop up. But I loved that quote. I love that quote. Because, yes, I talk about some pretty rough stuff on here. I mean, I've talked about some of the abuse I've suffered. I've talked about some of the things I've been through. But I just want these stories that I tell to reflect how happy I am now. 
and to show the growth that I have done and the growth that I have shown to myself and to others because there have been dark times in my life, but there's also been bright and sunny days. And so I really hope, you know, I hope my happiness is louder than my trauma. I feel like that, that deserves a few snaps, <laughs> a few snaps today. So yeah. So I feel like the next thing we can talk about is our dad jokes. Here's our new segments. What the dad? All right, I'm gonna give you a lightning round of dad jokes. What's brown and sticky? A stick. You know, I hated facial hair, but then it grew on me. Did you want to hear the rumor about butter? Well, I'm not gonna go spread it. What did the plumber say to the singer? Nice pipes. <laughs> I'm gonna do one more before I actually <laughs> hate myself. It takes a lot of guts to be an organ donor. <laughs> alright, alright. Now we're, we're, okay, that's, that's enough cringe level for today. Those have been brought to you by <laughs> thepioneerwoman.com. Um, apparently there's an article on there, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, just popped up when I said that. I just typed in the little dad jokes into me computer and it's all popped up. Alright guys, let's talk about what I have to do this week. So, it is... Time of the week. It is Sunday, or it's Saturday night. I am recording this. It is August 8th. So, we're gonna go ahead and talk about what I want to do for the next upcoming week of 8 9 through 8 15. Um, so to start with, I work. Uh, like I said, I have a CDL test coming up this week, and so I think Monday I will be going through refresher courses just to make sure that I'm comfortable and confident. And kind of ready for my test sessions coming up. And then on Thursday, after my last test session, I think I'm going to try and sneak home. I haven't been home in a few months. So I think I'm going to go home for the night because my high school, um, they're having their two-week band camp. And because I've been working so much and getting ready to move, I haven't been able to go. I think I'm going to try to catch the tail end of one of their days. And then on Friday... I will try to catch the beginning of their band camp. Uh, while I'm home, um, my parents and I are going to go out to dinner. I haven't seen my adopted parents in a few months. And so I'm going to go love on them, give my mom a big hug. I miss my adopted mom very much. Going to go love on everybody. My sister just recently had her baby, had a baby boy. And I haven't seen Mr. Man. He's almost a month old, I think. So definitely going to go see Mr. Man. Go give him some big old ant hugs and snuggles. And then Friday afternoon, I'm going to be back in Greenville before 12.30 probably. Probably. We'll shoot for one. Because I have band camp orientation. Getting ready for the next... I, wa I don't want to say grueling because I literally signed up to do this. But it is a rough time 
uh, band camp is the best and the worst time of your camp or your college or high school or middle school. It's the best and the worst times. <laughs> um, very excited. We are supposed to be getting a whole bunch of stuff this year that we did not receive last year because of COVID. Um, we're supposed to be getting polos. We're supposed to be getting Adidas track shorts and track pants. Supposed to be getting a windbreaker, some t-shirts, a lot of stuff, and we're definitely excited. I know I love quote-unquote swag, as my instructors call it. So definitely excited to be getting some of that stuff because, you know, it's just so much cooler going back to my high school marching band, repping my college marching band. It's just super cool. So I won't be able to do it this time that I go home to see them, but hopefully I will be able to go home again in the fall and show them all my stuff, kind of talk to them about it. And then I start my 12-hour days of band camp starting that Saturday, do 9 to 9. Um, we do get a lunch and a dinner break, which I think are roughly an hour and a half each. So we do definitely get some time to eat and to, you know, live our best lives. But if it's anything like last year, <laughs> it was hot. And because of COVID, we wore our mask outside. And we could not go inside unless we had to go to the bathroom because of COVID restrictions. But um, I know that our school, or East Carolina, is, it has lifted their mask masks their masks um policy for outside as long as there's room for social distancing which where we're going to be at there's plenty of room for social distancing and then for inside we have been able to get access to an auxiliary gym that will hold the entire drum line so we will be able to go inside social distance we can wear our masks and we can be inside this time which is going to be so nice because Two things about East Carolina. It's always humid and it's always raining. Yes, Luna? 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 What are you doing? What are you doing? Luna has a beanbag chair. Or I have a beanbag chair. It was a gift I got when I was going away to college. It was a East Carolina beanbag chair. And Miss Luna has claimed it. And one of our cats, Lucius, will lay in it. And she was barking at him because he was laying in her beanbag chair because she's a spoiled brat. Oh, she hurt me. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are so excited. Uh, so Saturday I'll be doing that. And then Sunday is mine and Austin's six-month anniversary. We are very excited. Luna! Austin and I are super excited. Um, every month we try to go do something with our... Go do something with each other just because life gets so crazy and he works a lot I work a lot I do a lot of stuff outside of work and school and so does he and so ma'am ma'am thank you thank you love you I love you Luna love you and so it's just super nice you know we'll usually either go out to breakfast or dinner or if I'm working super late, he'll cook dinner with me whenever I get home. And we just exchange little cards um, and sometimes gifts. Just kind of reflect about the past month and the few months that we've had with each other. And it's just a really nice and sweet time. Um, and I know that's not everybody's style, but it works for us. And it's something that we definitely look forward to. Um, we often tease each other about what we got each other. Um, since we live together now where we hide things from each other and he hid my stuff in a suitcase and we're moving. 
And so I went to go grab that suitcase to pack stuff up. And he looks at me. He goes, don't open that. And I was like, why not? He's like, don't you dare. Like, Your presents are in there. And so I just dropped it. Hope it wasn't breaking. Hope nothing was breakable in there. <laughs> don't want to break anything because I don't know. I, I don't know who would cry more, me or him. I would cry if I found out I broke something he bought for me out of, like, sentimental reasons. Um, not because it was something he bought for me, but because he took the time and spent the time looking for something to get for me and I broke it, I would cry. Um, he is such a sweet man, so anytime I accidentally do something that he doesn't even get bothered by, it bothers me greatly. So, I definitely share the blame for the both of us. Um, but yeah. That's what the fuck I have to do next week. So, very exciting, very hectic. Um, I am definitely going to try and keep this podcast every week. Uh, hopefully every Sunday night, as long as I can. And then if I need to, we'll do bi-weekly. Um, just to make sure that I'm staying afloat. Because I have a huge class load next semester. We can go ahead and look at that. I mean, you guys won't be looking at it, but I'll be looking at it. Um, so I just recently changed my minor. Um, I'm a communications major. Um, I was a minor in science, but I have since changed my minor. And so I've changed my minor from science to in set production and design. So definitely adding. It adds a whole bunch to my course load because no. I do not know. Stop. Sorry, Google's asking me a bunch of bullshit. So with me switching this degree, um, I'm starting technically a year late in this minor. Luckily, my minor is only 18 credits. So I'm able to still kind of get on track, but I have to overload this schedule this semester because, of course, the classes I need are only offered in the spring. So it's either do it now and be overloaded <laughs> or do it next fall as I'm a junior. So we're going to go ahead and we are going to do it now. Get it out of the way. All right. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Jeez. Youch. Jeez. All right. So let's... <laughs> Let's see what we got going on. So Mondays for my class schedule. Mondays I will have Spanish um, from 1 to 1.50. So that's kind of cool. I don't have to be on campus till about 1 o'clock, which would be nice. Um, I'll probably work before school on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, because of band, I will be on campus till pretty late. Um because I have banned from four to six. And so I will have a pretty much a two hour gap. So I'll definitely have time to do some homework. Just chill out. Get some food in my belly. And so Mondays, Wednesday, Friday won't really be that hectic. I say that now. Um, but Tuesdays and Thursdays. Ooh, baby. Um, my first class starts at 930 in the morning. Which by all means is not early. Or it's not that early. Like I can definitely get there. Um. So that is my uh, my first theater class of the day. I have three, um, which two of them coincide, but they're just different. They're different. <laughs> so then I have my second one at 11, and then I have my third at 1 o'clock. And then at 3.30, I have my first communications class. 
Um, and then I actually have another communications class that is off campus. It is an angst. Is it is a it is an asynchronous class, which means I'm enrolled in the class, but we do not have a set time to meet. So it's up to me when I complete my assignments. Obviously, I have due dates, but it is all on me at that point. I do not have a set meeting time. So I have to make time in between classes to study, to do that all on my own. It's not with a teacher, which I didn't really want to do that this semester since I'd done that for so long with um, due to COVID-19. But um, in order to add my minor, it was the best way possible. So we can compromise to do what I need to do. And then, you know, definitely excited to be working, be a working girl. But, but yeah. All right. So that's what I'm doing this year for college. But yeah, one thing, one thing I talked to my advisor about the other day was how I was a little worried about my kind of my class load. And I just wanted to make sure that she thinks I would be able to handle everything. And we'd come to the come, we had kind of come to the conclusion that I just wasn't happy with my science minor anymore. Um, ever since I was little, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And I wanted to be a doctor, and I wanted to be a doctor, and wanted to be a doctor. And I recently decided that that's not something I want to do anymore. Which, it's almost like the end of a chapter closing, because... I've envisioned myself as Dr. Pelletieri. Um, and I've, I, you know, at one point I decided I wanted to be a labor and delivery doctor. I wanted to be an orthopedic doctor. I wanted to be an emergency, an ER doctor. Um, and I've just realized that that's something that I'm just not wanting to do anymore. And that's completely okay. Um, I sat on it for an entire half a semester thinking if that's something I wanted to do. And I've decided that's not something I want to do anymore. And before I have somebody angrily and charging me with the fact that I'm getting an arts degree, yes, I'm getting an arts degree, um, suck it. Because what I can do with my arts degree, I'm confident in myself to where I know my worth as an employee, and I can find a company who supports that and will support me in my dreams. You know, I'm Googling something. So uh, my main major will be in communications. So... With communications, I can do so many things. Uh, uh, me specific, myself specifically, I am a journalism and broadcasting. So myself may be a little different than, you know, relations or business. But I can do an editing job. I can be a writer. I can be a communications director for a hospital, for a school, for a county I can be a reporter, I can be an announcer, I can do radio hosting, and I can be in anything in human resources. Really, the sky's the limit on that. And so adding my quote-unquote arts degree with that will not only widen my job field, but it'll give me so many more options, and it'll make me so much more versatile. And granted, so would a science minor, but I'm happier with my arts minor, so... Suck it. I'm doing what I want to do. It's my loans at the end of the day. I'm going to do what the fuck I want. So yeah, uh, one big realization for me was kind of 
accepting that I'm doing this and I'm finally doing something that makes me so excited. You know, one thing I've learned is that you got to do what you want to do and your tribe will come to you. You will find your tribe along the way. You do not have to search for these people. These people will reveal themselves. And so that's definitely a big thing that I've learned. And with this comes knowing boundaries. Ooh, ooh. You see how I slipped that in there all nice and clean? Woohoo! Yeah, let's get into it, baby. Let's talk about setting and dealing with boundaries. I, for one, am not good at this at all. But I'm working on that. And that's what makes me such an amazing person. Is because I'm working on it. And I am trying my best. And that's all that matters. Is that I'm trying my best and I'm comfortable and confident. So, with boundaries. No matter what, at the end of the day, you come first. And I know you're thinking to yourself, Joe. I know I come first. I treat myself. I put myself first. I treat myself all the time. I take care of myself. I do self-care days. What is your self-care day? Is it going to get your nails done? Is it buying your Target dress? Is it buying yourself Chipotle without feeling guilty? Is it going to Barnes & Noble and buying a hard copy? Is it going to Target and not looking at the total? While all of those things are nice, what I mean by your self-care is this really deep, self-care that I didn't really understand was self-care until recently. The self-care I'm talking about is sitting myself down at the end of the day. My self-care is sitting myself down at the end of the day and reflecting on the actions I have done. Did I make myself happy today? By agreeing to take an extra shift this week, is that going to throw me off of my equilibrium? Am I going to be too stressed? Am I going to have too full of a plate I can't breathe? Other forms of self-care are, this may sound a little dramatic and drastic, but it's true. Taking a shower, washing my laundry, taking care of my needs. Maybe I haven't moisturized my skin enough in the past few days. My skin's feeling dry. My hair is really frizzy because I've been brushing it and I haven't been putting my products in it. So taking the time to detangle my hair with my detangler, to put my hair oil in my hair, to massage my hair oil in my hair. You know, the things to take care of myself emotionally and physically and mentally. Maybe it's journaling really deep. Or maybe it's just journaling. The pasta I had at the restaurant sucked. I hated it and I left a bad review. Or maybe it's talking about something that you didn't know so bothered you. I've had those moments and I know I know everybody has. You know? And that's completely okay. Going back to our boundaries, I've had to set a few in my life. Um, at the ripe age of 19, which a lot of these have happened before that age. Um, and one being with my biological mom. Oh my god. Hey, hey, hey! What the hell? Lucy? Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. My cats tried killing each other. Or my cat and my dog tried killing each other. Um, this will probably be edited out, but, you know, just in case it's not. Um, I've had to create some boundaries with people. Um, with some friends. 
or people I'm not friends with anymore. Um, I had to put boundaries in place, and once those boundaries were stepped on or not respected, I removed my boundary and removed myself from that relationship entirely. Um, along with friendships, it's uh, my biological mother. Yes, she's my mother, but at the end of the day, my boundaries have been crossed, and so I decide what happens from now on. I decide the energy I decide I decide the energy I give to her and I decide the amount of energy she will take from me. And I'm a firm believer in that. I protect myself, my well-being, and all of my energy because at the end of the day, I have to go to bed with myself. And if I've betrayed myself, I'm not taking care of myself. I am not respecting my own boundaries as a human being who has been through abuse and who is learning how to be a better person and who at the same time is learning how not to be trampled on. And so I put these boundaries in place. And last week, they crossed. And they were not crossed by her, but they were crossed by me. I allowed them to be crossed. Um, and it, it did hurt. It hurt me pretty deeply. Um, I felt kind of used. I'm not really sure I want to get into it fully. Um, but some things were said. And um, they started out in a different conversation and ended in... Well, fuck it. They ended in um, my biological mother saying that she missed me and that she loved me. I haven't heard... Or, no, I shouldn't say heard because this was over a text message. Um, which is the only contact I have for, with her. I haven't read or heard those words in probably well over a year because of these boundaries I've put in place. Because I do not care what your biological title is. If you only want to be a parent on the good days, you're not being a parent. There is no choosing sides in being a parent. And yes, I know I'm not a parent. But my, my adopted parents have stepped in and loved me on my good days, on my bad days, when I dated stupid boys, when I did stupid things, when I got my first speeding ticket. They laughed at me, helped me, you know, get a lawyer. You know, when I got hit by a deer and totaled, not totaled, but messed up my brand new car really bad. And I was frantically crying. They raced over to where I was. Took care of me. Now there are good times with this. With my biological mother. There are also bad times. Those bad times are not going to be erased from my memory. Neither will those good times. But the boundary I'm putting in place. Is not letting my well-being be compromised. I do not let what she says affect me. Because I've worked too hard to build myself up. And not to let anybody who is going to mistreat me in any way mess with the energy I put out. Because for so many years of my life, that woman used me for my accomplishments. Anytime I was a AB Honor Roll kid, beta club, I did anything in theater, I did anything in band, I did anything in the community, she was proud of me. She was proud of me on Facebook. 
She was proud of me to all of her friends, all of her family. And she would tell me she was proud of me every now and again, but it still didn't erase in her memory that I didn't do the dishes as soon as I got home from school. That instead of, you know, cooking her dinner, I did homework. You know, simple things, you know, trivial things that, you know, I just, I grew up being, you know, the one in the wrong. And I'm not even trying to play victim here, but I just, I grew up walking on eggshells and I, I refuse to do that anymore. And so I've set boundaries in place. I do not reach out. Um, it's really hard not to reach out because I do feel an obligation to reach out because she's my mother. But just because she is the woman who gave birth to me does not mean that she earned that title. Does not mean that she earns that title anymore. Not when I have a, you know, I have an adopted mother who picks up my phone calls 30,000 times a day. And I have a stepmom who backs me up every second tenfold. I have two very strong and powerful women in my life who support me through everything. So I will not let somebody who only wants me when the payout is high. I refuse to be a lottery machine for her. I refuse to be used for my accomplishments and my good doings. But as soon as I do something bad, I don't get bragged about anymore. I refuse. And so I guess what I'm trying to like blabber about here is set your boundaries with your friends, coworkers, best friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, any relationship, coworkers, bosses, set a set a boundary. And if it gets crossed, talk to them about it or remove yourself entirely. And yes, it is hard. It is extremely hard. It is so hard for me to do that sometimes with people. At the end of the day, you owe it to yourself to be respectful of yourself, to be respectful of your happiness and your well-being. You deserve to be happy. You should not be sitting at home worrying about everything that you do and how it's affecting somebody else. You need to be worrying about yourself. You need to be so worried about yourself you're almost being selfish. You know, if you're a young adult like me, it is the time to be selfish. I'm in college. This is the time to brag about the tiny accomplishment I made in a mediocre class that probably won't matter in 10 years. That's okay to brag about. It is okay for me to boast and brag about the fact that I'm in a marching band in my college. It is completely okay for me to be selfish in the fact that I tell people, hey, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I have rehearsal. Hey, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I just don't want to come. I'm tired. That is okay. And, you know, the one thing I hope that you get from this little spiel, if it makes sense at all, is I may not know everything. I know I don't. I know I have a lot of learning to do. And, you know, maybe some things I've said have upset you. And I'm sorry. But this is what I live by. I live by the fact that I choose my destiny. I choose what happens in my life. And I refuse to let somebody make those choices for me or to make me alter my cha my to make me alter my choices because it's something they don't approve of. If it's something that I love, I'm going to do it. Not everybody, you know, probably appreciates the fact that I'm going to school and getting an arts degree, but it's something I want, so I'm doing it. Maybe somebody doesn't approve the fact that I'm moving in with my boyfriend 
or I moved in with my boyfriend after being with him for five and a half months. But I did it because it was right for me. It's what we wanted to do. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what she thinks, he thinks, they think. One, two, three thinks. It's what matters to you. So it goes back to our first episode. Buy your fucking Target dress. Spend your fucking money. Because it's about you. It's your fucking life. Set your boundaries. Make yourself happy. Take all the pictures you want. Wear all the outfits you want. Who cares what people think? Your boundaries are going to protect you. They're going to be like somebody, you know, hyping you up in a street fight. They're going to be like, oh, you crossed the line? We backing out of the situation. And it's totally okay for, you know, you to be on a date with somebody. And them to cross a boundary of yours that they knew was there and you leave. You completely withdraw from the situation. So, like I said, I just hope you get from this that it is completely okay to be selfish. And it is okay to take time to be yourself. It is okay to ask for help. And it is okay to cry. It is okay to sit in your floor and eat cereal at 2 a.m. Do what makes you happy and do what makes you feel good. Now that I have rambled about my boundaries and taking care of myself as I sip out of my comfort water bottle. What the fuck? One thing I hope that you get from this is at the end of the day, you need to be happy with yourself. When you go to bed at night, don't have any regrets about what you did. Don't reenact those conversations. Don't reenact those conversational fights in the shower and you were like, oh, I could have said this. I could have said that. No, don't do it. Respect yourself. Respect your inner peace. Your people will come. We respect you and respect that. That's what matters. So yeah, that is my spiel for the day. I'm so sorry if that sounded like a hodgepodge mess, but, you know, I hope at this point you guys are starting to, like, get into that. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, you matter the most. Nobody else matters but you. To you. Obviously, you have a significant other, they matter. But obviously they should be doing the same thing. Um, Austin knows that I care for him very deeply. But at the same time, he knows that I have boundaries. And if he crosses the boundary, I'm going to be upset. And he has boundaries too. And if I cross them, he's going to be upset. It's all about push and pull. And you have to make sure that you are being respected and you are respecting yourself and others but not at the cost of yourself. If that made any fucking sense at all. I know it made sense. I think it made sense. I think it made sense. Anyway, I think that's where I'm going to wrap it up today, guys. I'm going to go call in bed. It's pretty late now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, like I said in my last episode, thank you guys so fucking much for listening. Thank you guys so much for taking your time out of your day to listen to me rant and rave about my life. It means so much to me. Um, We are doing so good. I think we have topped. Let me look at my analytics. All right. Let's go to. All right. All right, guys. So, super fucking cool. Um, since the second episode was released a few days ago, we have three people who have started and finished it, and that is amazing. For the first episode, origin stories, we had about looks like thirty-seven people start and 
listen to it start to finish, which is fucking crazy. So, like I said, thank you so much for taking the time to listen, for taking the time to reach out, for taking the time to message me and let me know that you enjoy the show. This is so fun for me to do, and I'm so glad I did this for myself. And I hope that you do something for yourself, too, today. Um, Feel free to message me and let me know what you think. Just a reminder, I do have a Facebook and an Instagram uh, for the show. The Facebook is Girl Outside the Box Podcast. And the Instagram is girl.outsidethebox.podcast. Feel free to check it out to stay up to date on, you know, episode updates, anything I'm going through, you know, if the episode won't be up that week, um, for all the pictures that are correlating with this week, and all that kind of stuff. Just stay tuned and, you know, go follow those pages. Um, and if you can't find them, you know, if you if you have me on any of my private socials, shoot me a message and I will definitely try and set you up in the right direction with that kind of stuff. But, you know, like I said, thank you guys so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Please let me know what you think about the episodes and give me some suggestions on what I should talk about next week. You are loved. You are strong. You are amazing. And you are somebody's wildest dreams. Don't stop until you find that one. Have a great day, guys. Please remember, I'm not Jack in the Box. I'm just a girl outside the box. Have a great day, guys. Bye!